What's up, everybody? Welcome to Bomb City Locker Room Talk Podcast. You're listening to The Hype, episode 20. As always, I am James Fairchild. And I'm Aaron Pena, man. We got here to 20. Finally, you know, feels pretty good, but at the same time, feels like, you know, I think we're kind of hitting some good, good stuff in sports, finally, as we... You know, like we said, September would probably be the month that thing. You know, everything will get started, and college football so far is gonna probably hit it. You know, we we shall see. And then NBA still going, baseball still going, hockey's going, tennis is going. So NFL, we're about what three days away. <clears throat> Yeah, I think Thursday night kickoff. I think so. With also Thursday night kickoff with your world champions, the Chiefs versus the Texans, which is a really cool matchup for the very first game of the NFL. You got Watson and Mahomes going against each other. That'll be a great game, this man. Should be a good one, hopefully. You know, so right. And today yeah. is Labor Day, so we want to yeah, tell all you guys Happy Labor Day. Hopefully, you're chilling at home. Getting off your feet, relaxing with your family, maybe having a cold one and cooking not, some food out. Not us. We have to sit here and do a podcast. Well, <laughs> just kidding. Good thing it only lasts an hour. No, I'm just kidding, man. No. no. Um, so we got some good stuff. Kind of something that's really funny, and I don't. Maybe it's not funny, but it is kind of funny. Um, I I'm not the biggest tennis fan, but I I saw this the other day. It was like a breaking news. Uh, tennis. If you're a tennis fan, Novak. Um, I can't even say his last name. Djokovic, Djokovic, whatever. Who gives a shit? But he's <laughs> not, he's number one. He's number one in the world right now. And uh, I, I guess out of frustration, I mean, he didn't do it on purpose. Like he hit the ball behind him, and I get, and when he hit it out of frustration, ball popped one of the line judges right in the neck. Ouch! She fell right down and. She he runs over there and they're sitting there checking up on her and everything and it's it's weird because like you see these pictures that the the media posts and everything you know you know this this woman looks you know freaking terrified like like she's scared but it's like you know it's like he went over there and he apologized checked it. well then they got the freaking the official the or the tournament or whatever you call them. You know, they, they're like, well, you know, you're disqualified. And that was it. Oh, man. I, I mean. She really played it off and flopped. Yeah. Extremely obvious. I mean, I she, she that ball did not hell, physically I, hurt her that much. If I if I got hit by a tennis ball by one of the number one players, I'd be like, dude, just sign it later like, <laughs> so he, I can keep a ball. In the video, he just, you know, half swung at the ball. You know, over to the back back side of the court, and it just happened to hit her. But I think she really played it off and, and orchestrated well, a huge flop on that one. Well, what makes me mad is like these people are like, "Oh, you know, as I make him the bad boy of tennis." I'm like, dude, he made it, it made a little mistake, and he goes on his Instagram, he apologizes, and I mean, he's like, dude, right. he's not a bad guy. Like, don't sit there and try to start bashing on his ass because. I mean, he's probably just frustrated. Shit, there's a lot of great players and great athletes that get frustrated, and shit happens. But it doesn't it? We can't keep composure all the time. Right. He's not the first, and he damn sure won't be the last in tennis to get upset. I've seen a lot of those guys lose their cool, and the women as well. You know, it's just such an intense back and forth game. If they mess up, it's all on them. So. Of course, they blow their top from time to time, and it's not like he hit that ball out of like extreme anger. He just swiped it, and it happened to hit her. Like it wasn't anything directed at her. It was just an accident, out of you know frustration. But yeah, poor guy. You could tell he was like upset about it. Yeah, exactly. And like I just, I don't, I just hate it how people kind of just, just looking at him thinking. You know, like, oh, he's a terrible guy. Like, dude, no, he's not a terrible guy. That stuff happens. Like, yeah, no shit. Like, don't sit there and bash on him. He he made a mistake. Okay. You know, I, I could 
I could see someone being upset with a major league player throwing a bat in the stands or something to that nature because that's intentional. Like you're, you know how much harm that that could do to somebody, and and if someone were to do that and be that careless, I mean they deserve all the ridicule in the world. But a tennis ball, I mean, how lethal is a tennis ball? Hit you in the nuts, maybe, yeah, or if it hits you in the eye, it's gonna sting a little bit. Yeah. But I don't think it's gonna like kill you. Yeah, but <laughs> I mean, it, it is kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I had to laugh, like you know, like shit, you know. Yeah, but I just thought I was like, you know, breaking. It, it was a breaking news thing yesterday, so I was like, oh, well, that's kind of funny. So, all right. On to the next thing. You got some baseball talk over here, dude. Yeah, MLB implementing an expanded 16-team playoff format for the 2020 postseason. So listen to this. The top two teams in each division, plus the two remaining teams with the best records in each league, will make up the eight-team fields in the American and National Leagues. The division winners will be the top three seeds in each league with the second-place team slotted as seeds four through six, and the remaining two qualifiers seeded number seven and eight. So the revision to the this, this playoff to expansion to 16 teams, I think it's a good thing. You know, how do you feel about it? I mean, it's, I mean like I said, they're trying to get as much baseball as they can, you know, try to change it up. It's okay. I mean, you got you got to do what you got to do in order to, to, you know, to keep the ratings what they need to be. You know, right. you don't want to keep it too short. And like I said, also at the same time, this is the time to take, you know, to take chances of something new. So I, I, I mean, I like it. I mean, I the really first round is going to be one versus eight seed and two versus seven, and there will be like best of three series, which I think is awesome. And you know, and too, you know, with baseball, everybody understands in baseball. It doesn't really matter what you see. That doesn't matter. It doesn't give two crabs. It's who's hot, and exactly. that's, that's the best thing about baseball. Right. The situation is ripe for some huge upsets because the top teams could run into a couple of hot pitchers, like you said, hot teams, and it gives it a a March Madness feel. Yeah. To exactly. the tournament, you know, it, it it's pretty cool. I mean, the Dodgers could run away with the NL West, but be forced to face the Cardinals in the first two games of the playoffs, which they have, you know, Jack Flattery and Adam Wainwright, which are pretty good pitchers. Yeah. So. So, I, I mean, I think I think the format, I mean, the format's going to be good. It, 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 it's going to be a good little thing because, I mean, like I said, you know, if it's, a top, if it's the best out of five games, I mean, gonna go, you got to come out hot. And and that's the thing when you stay hot, you play hot. You're gonna. I mean, it's you just want to kind of see. Like I said, you know, one versus eight. You'll see. You know, you'll right. You'll see. You know, hopefully, an upset already. And with the division series, it's going to jump from best of three to best of five, followed by the league championship series and then the World Series. So that's more of the format we're we're used to with the amount of games they play against each other. So the first round or wild card series is scheduled for Tuesday, September 29th through Friday, October 2nd, with seven of the eight series airing on ESPN. I'm just excited to have this much baseball on TV, baseball that matters, baseball that's interesting. You know, it's going to be nice. It's going to be nice to see, along with football starting. Um, you know, the 2020 rule change that places a runner on second base to earn an extra innings will not be in effect for the playoffs. How do you feel about that? I always like that. It puts pressure. You know, you got to put pressure. Not, I mean, you got to always put – you got to have that pressure. And plus, at the same time, you work in situations like that. I mean, baseball is a situation game, so I think it's a good idea. Yeah, you know, there, the other changes that were put into place were universal DH, three batter minimum will be utilized. Uh, the expanded playoff format as it stands is for only this season. I mean, some of this stuff I think they should carry over. You know, Universal DH, you think they should carry that over to next season? I don't know. I kind of just want to let go back. Go back to how it was. 
Yeah, I mean, it. I mean, it's going to help for this year. It's going to help, you know, with the shortened season and the expanded playoff. I mean, throw all the old rules out the window and let's see. Let's get some interesting things going on with the with the universal DH. I mean, that's that's a great idea. I think they should implement that every year, every mm-hmm. season. But moving on. We're going to move on and go into MLB power rankings. So who do we currently have at the top? I mean, we obviously have the Los Angeles Dodgers. They're, they're number one. And their playoff probability is 100%. And their current record is 30-12. and 12. And then we have the Tampa Bay Rays with a record of 28-13. and 13. They will make the playoffs, hundred percent, no doubt. And then we have the Oakland A's, twenty-three and fourteen, and then the Cleveland Indians. And rounding out the top five, we've got the Minnesota Twins. Now our Rangers, man, no, <laughs> we're we're not doing so hot. <laughs> no, we're we're all the way down yeah. at number twenty-seven, and you know we only won thirteen games this season, thirteen and twenty-six, and we've got a. 0.1% chance of making the playoffs. Ah, I'm not, it hurts, doesn't it? It's, I mean, we're still on rebuilding. I'm not, I'm not mad at it. Well, it just sucks because, you know, we got some pretty good young players and things like that. It's, I felt like that, that, that's the only thing that kind of gets me. But I mean, we, I mean, like I said, it's going to take time. It's going to take, you know, it's going to take time. It is going to take time. And, and, you know, the other Texas squad, we got the Houston Astros. How do you think the Astros are going to do? The cheaters. The big cheats. I, I mean, don't know, man. It's kind of one of those that's like, you know, they got a target on the back. But yet, I mean. I mean, they've had a lot of injuries. You know, they've had a lot of down performances from a lot of key players. But they're going to be in the playoffs once again. You know, Biggest task is to get all of his core players, uh, you know, Dusty Baker's all, he needs to get all of his core players in rotation. Justin Verlander, you know, Bergen, Altuve, up and running by October. We've still got, you know, the rest of the month of September before we really get into the meat of this. But I I think the Astros can win some games, but I don't see them going far. I mean, they, they barely went over 500 this year. I just, with you know, with 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 the Astros, like I said, you know, they're no. I mean, I know if you know if you're in the pile, nobody wants to see them win it all again or anything like that. So, yeah. But like I said, hopefully, you know, just and I I kind of would like to. I mean, I I don't know who I'd like to see win really. Really, I like to see the Braves. You know, the Braves. The Braves. Yeah. And you know, the Yankees. You know, I thought we're gonna. Do a lot better this season, but man, they've had a lot of injuries, and kind of like Houston, the injury bug has taken over. But somehow, I mean, Padres too. We see, you know, just you know, since we represent here in Emerald, the sod poodles, and exactly, yeah, that'd be pretty sweet. I mean, they've been playing. See Tatis go out there and yep, hit some more grand slams, right? But I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I kind of you know, I, like I said, the big target has been to me has been the Rays, man. You know, it's like. You know they've always been a scrappy team, you know, but always being in the East with the Yankees and the Sox and you know and the you know Orioles, they always kind of been that that redheaded stepchild in that you know division and everything. But I think ever since you know them this year, it's been different. So yeah, they've been on kind of a roll this then, year for and, a while. And then of course, the Oakland A's too, man. Oakland A's have been playing hot too. So it's you know. Don't you think it's going to come down to just, health? It's going to come down to health. It's going to come down to lack of. I mean, I hope they don't have another rampant COVID outbreak, but it's going to come down to that, you know. So I, I just, if they can, I mean, they've got to get get rolling. And Tampa Bay's been on a roll, and Oakland A's. They've been COVID free for a long time. They've been staying healthy. I just feel like that's the uh, the X factor with your team going far in, in the 2020 MLB playoffs. And who knows? I'd like to see the Rays take it all. 
But the Dodgers right now, I mean, shit, man. They're young. They're talented. And just, I just I see them vaulting to the top. Don't you? I just, how good they I are. I kind of wanted the Dodgers to win so I can hear so I can hear Dodgers fans shut the hell up. You know, <laughs> I think I think that's all I need. You know, that's uh, that's just my opinion because I just golly, I just you hear them every year and I'm just like, shut up, <laughs> just shut up, you know. But uh, I mean, hold on, they are the I mean they are the best team right they now. They are. They really are. I mean, but like the, you know the thing about it, man, they get into the playoffs and they. Uh, yeah, they they choke, man. They do. They choke. What about Cleveland or Minnesota? I mean, they're. I've always, I've always, I've always liked the Indians, man. You know, I've always liked the Indians, and and I think the Indian, you know, Indians to me have just been one of those teams that, even you know, growing up, even in you know the early nineties, they were you know a great team and all that, and you just just want to see see them see them win. I mean, Cleveland's one of those hard knocks blue collar cities that mm-hmm. when they, the, when they win a championship, they deserve it. Like when, when the Cavaliers won it, you know, a few years ago, they deserve that. I want to see, I mean, the Browns hat play better ball, win some games. That city, that city's had it rough, just like Detroit has. Yeah, I mean, they've had it really rough over the past 50, 60 years, but you know, we'll see what happens. I mean, the, the twins, I think the Twins could could very much make some noise here in the playoffs. Uh, yeah, I mean it. it it's uh, like I said, if they if it, just depending who's playing hot and stays hot, and it's gonna be it's it's always fun. I love like I said, you know, October baseball. I know it's gonna be a different October baseball for sure. You know, but right. it's it's still there. It, hopefully, it still has the the, the feel. The feel yeah, yeah, the feel. Yeah, man, if the Twins have, you know, Taylor Rogers, you know, play like he did last year whenever they they approach October, I think they'll be fine. But that's our MLB outlook. We're, we're excited to see some baseball, you know, and the expanded format. It's going to be cool. And uh, we're we're really starved for uh, for the World Series. I'm, I'm really excited to see the World Series this year. But moving on to the NFL, man, can you believe we're only a few days away from the start of the professional ranks taking field? I mean, it's it's insane that we have Power 5 starting this weekend and we have the NFL starting at the same time. It's going to be pretty pretty neat to see that happen. I, I don't think that's ever happened. If Correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't remember that ever happening no. in our lifetime at least no exactly not i mean you're then a film man like i said i mean i guess i got i got to that point where you know because i mean you didn't really hear too much about the nfl because you know nba was more you know they had to stay at the bubble within nfl it's like they can just leave whenever come you know leave and go but you haven't really heard that many cases or anything like yeah. that so and wouldn't you think or wouldn't you say professional football or college football they're they're probably not going to report all the cases i think they're doing a pretty good of hush hush i think yeah i think i mean it's hush hush to make it all happen yeah and you know the nfl they have there's 15 new coronavirus protocols that you guys our listeners need to know or should be aware of cheerleaders and mascots are out this year shit Shit. i'm not watching no more cowboy games that's for this <laughs> Right, we, they should put the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders in a box somewhere yeah. up there and have like a, a in studio camera just right. on them the whole game. Yeah, right. Exactly. I mean, they you got to have them there. They're a le- they're a legacy. <laughs> they are. Golly. Like the 49ers cheerleaders will perform a routine at the plaza entrance of Levi Stadium during the team's online pregame show. I mean, come on, that takes away from. Well, I know, I know the atmosphere. You know, you, you when you go to a football game, you're used to seeing the cheerleaders on the sideline. You're used to seeing the mascots run around and do stupid stuff. Oh, who cares about the mascots? I just want the well for the kids. I don't give a shit about them. But. <laughs> who cares about the kids? It's about us. Damn it. It's about us. It's coming so, out of our pocket, <laughs> right? <laughs> but that I mean, that's the first thing. Second thing, 
Jersey swaps and handshakes are gone too. Nah. Could you see some players get fined for jersey swaps and handshakes they'll if they, if they do, dare they'll to do, do it, it when they get to the locker room? It's like, here, spray it down. Here you go. Here's your jersey. Yeah. Home and away teams are prohibited from post-game interactions within six feet of one another. Wow. So that covers handshakes. Done. Out of there. A thing of history. They're, they're, yeah. it, it's in the past. You can't do it anymore. Yeah. How do you feel about the uh, jersey exchange? Do you think that's a cool idea? Do you I like always, that? Yes. I, I mean, it's a good thing. I, I think mean, it's cool, too. I've always thought them doing it's just a, it's a, a sign of respect and kind of the so, – you know, soccer players have done it for a long, long time. And right. It's just one of those things, man. I mean – a lot of people have problems with it. I'm like, why? Right. They're they're just fans of each other, even though they're they're professional players. They're yeah. still fans at heart of, of these these guys that have come before them. Because a lot of these guys, like Adrian Peterson, has been in the league for what 14 years, 13, 14 years, yeah. and yeah. a lot of these guys grew up watching him. And to have his jersey, if I was an NFL player, I would be elated. You know, so happy to have his jersey because a lot of these guys they have these huge collections at home in their man cave. Have you seen some of them? Like Odell Beckham, he has a huge collection of all the jerseys he's yep. swapped. I mean, it, I well, think it's cool. Yeah, exactly. The next thing, coin toss entourages are smaller. How do you feel about that? I think that's, I mean, I don't really care. I've always felt that you just need one guy to go yeah. there anyway. <laughs> you don't need your whole crew. You don't need everybody, you know. But, yeah. I mean, it, some of these games, they have a, a slew of guys go out there to the middle, and I'm like, why? Why do you need all these people to go out to the center? I mean, it's just for a show. And for yeah. them to eliminate that, I could care less, you know. But what if they, you know, eliminate the coin toss altogether and just predetermine? Like you do it on an app. Yeah. <laughs> Put it on the screen. Has it tells. Push it. There goes the coin. Yeah. <laughs> you could do a, a digital like generator of a coin flipping, uh, and they each push the button. That's sad. Yeah. It's, it, might as well just put the damn, put a ball underneath the cup and do the damn three cups. <laughs> right. <laughs> on the balls. <laughs> so that, that's, that's awkward and weird, but, but to even go even further, sideline reporters will need binoculars. Yeah. They don't want them there no more. They're gonna have to be sorry, Pam Oliver. You're gonna have to be up at the <laughs> gonna, yeah. You have to be up there looking. They'll be a position in the first row of the stands. Yep. So I mean, I can see that being a positive. And to like like Michelle Tafoya will conduct interviews either by just, phone or remote cameras. Just, <laughs> just don't take my Aaron Andrews away. Yeah, mm. please don't. I still love Pam. Pam Oliver. She's still, she's still out there. Yeah. So a lot of these reporters are planning to bring binoculars so they can get a better look and a better view of what's going on in the field, which I guess you'd have to since you're up in the stands. You're gonna yeah. have to, yeah, use some uh, some advantages to get your information. But the next thing, only five of the league's NFL 32 teams are allowing fans to their home games. So, this is going to require fake crowd noise to these games where there's no fans in the stands. So, to like minimize the awkwardness of mostly empty stadiums, they're going to have the, the uh, pre-recorded crowd noise up to 70 decibels from the public address system. So, they're, they're going to pump that into the stadium. I think that's a good idea. I mean, if you're playing the game, you're used to hearing sounds and, and, and the crowd noise. I think it would be a good thing to have that artificial noise. Well, you got to. I mean, that's part. I mean, it, it the, the noise is, I mean, it keeps your adrenaline going, especially in NFL players, you know. it. I mean, I, that's why you, you always have sound, you know. Even in practice, you keep music up, things like that, to keep your adrenaline going. Right, keep your – Keep your, you know, blood pumping, keep you engaged in what's going on and, and have some excitement within you. If you don't have anything, you know, cheering you on, if you don't have any noise or sound, it's, it's kind of like the MMA stuff. We've, we've watched yeah. a lot of the UFC fights and there's absolutely nothing in the background, no noise at all. And I, 
I wish they would have at least pumped a little bit in there because it's kind of awkward. I mean, in football, you're so focused anyway, it may not be that big of a deal when you're out there on the field, but it does help. It helps when you have a crowd cheering when you are, when your team's, you know, completing a, a pass that 40 yards down the field or you're, you're marching down the field and, and or you're, it's a long third, third and long, third and short, and you have that, that crowd noise whenever you're trying to stop an offense. I mean, it helps. But the next thing is no bottle sharing, which we've seen this at our level as coaches. Yeah, I mean, I mean, our, our own players have to bring their own water bottles, and they still don't get it. They're like, Coach, we're, we're thirsty. And all that. I'm like, dude, you got to bring your own water. We cannot provide it. So – I mean, that makes sense. It makes sense even at the professional level for them not to share water bottles. But it's still going to happen. You know it is. Yeah. They're not going to – they're grown men. (laughs) They're going to slip up and they're all going to every once in a while grab someone else's when they don't intend to. And they're, you know, just caught up in the moment. But the next thing, NFL coaches and players cannot enjoy the buffet any longer. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. And that's including at their own team facilities. No buffets. As a coach, I hate that. It sucks. Yeah, can you give me uh you go give me my brown bag, please? I need to eat. <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah, it, everything's uh, gonna be packaged in disposable yeah. materials. Yeah. yeah. That sucks. Well, just don't, don't don't fuck up my steak, <laughs> please. I better have it. You know, just don't mess up my steak. That's about it. Right. And the next thing, players will be required to stay in the team hotel the night before games, whether they are the home or visiting team. Travel coordinators have been instructed to request room blocks on lower floors so that everyone, players, coaches, whoever, can avoid stairs and elevators whenever possible well avoid elevators whenever possible so they'll have to take the stairs really are we really going that far well you better put my ass on the second floor right you put me thing on third and love i put the yeah i ain't staying they better put the lineman at the bottom yeah (laughs) (laughs) but but i mean i went i went i remember going to the to the building i had to go to the third floor and I, i took the elevator and there were only two spots in that elevator and that was it. So, Shit. yeah. So, I could kind of see that, you know. Yep. <laughs> well, the the next one is is really familiar with us. Cleanliness is next to godliness. Whatever you want to say, they've got to keep everything cleaned at a high level, and they've got to wipe things down. That includes tables, desks, computer tops, doors, drawer handles, cabinet handles, light switches, phones, television remotes. Handrails, toilets, sink handles, touch screens, and elevator buttons. Wow. They've just got to, wherever they go, they've got to backtrack and make sure it's all clean. Which, I mean, makes sense. Like I said before, a lot of these games could, you know, be dictated based on who's out, who's in, who's out. And if you have a slew of starters out, the outcome of that game is going to be altered in a major way. And cleanliness is going to prevent that, hopefully. I don't know if it will 100%, maybe, maybe 80, maybe 90, but they've got to do it. We got to do it as teachers and coaches. Mm -hmm. It is just the way of life right now. And I I do feel like it's going to get worse as the fall season begins and continues to roll on. So, man, that's that's just part of the world we live in now. But moving on to the next one, quarterback quarantine. Wow. I think that's pretty smart right there. I mean, it makes makes tons of sense. It does. So, I mean, they are quarantining their quarterbacks like crazy, not letting anyone get around them, not letting them be exposed to any, any outside person or, or illness. I mean, they're, they're really taking the attention to detail to keep these guys safe. And quarterback is a position that you have to have healthy if you want to win games in the NFL. You've got to have an effective quarterback at all times. And did you hear the Philadelphia Eagles, what they did? Yeah, they, signed, they yeah. signed up old Josh McCown. 
on the practice squad and just let them let them live in Texas still and just let them be there just in case. Yeah, like as an insurance policy. Yeah. Is it? He's like a high school football coach too, somewhere. <sighs> I don't know. That's what I heard. Is he? Yeah. Okay. So, hell, right, he's, that, there. he's living the life. Not a bad little paycheck right there. He got to play last year in the playoffs for the Eagles. Did, oh yeah. Yeah, he, he played. He didn't do very well, but yeah, yeah. He, he's there. I guess he's what in his forties now. I don't know. Uh, I don't he's know. out there. I, think, I don't know. But <sighs> moving on from the quarantine, showering, showering as an athlete is fine, as a player, but only at a distance. So yeah. <laughs> they've got to yeah, right. they got to maintain their distance even when they're in the shower, at least six feet. Yeah. If there are multiple showers in use. That's a, so that's okay. I mean, that's okay. That, that needs to happen anyway. Yeah. You don't need guys up on each other's taking a shower. Yeah, hey man. <laughs> to that. Good catch today. <laughs> Good catch brother. <laughs> oh, my bad. So just touch, I'll just touch your tip. You're all right. <laughs> only the tip. The last three gathering limited to 15 people. So teams are prohibited from having in-person player meetings with more than 15 people present and everyone must be distanced at least six feet apart. I think they've been doing this, you know, from the beginning. So this is nothing new. Yeah, They're just probably limiting the amount of people that are allowed in one, you know, setting, which makes sense. And then trainers have to make sure that they, they have individual appointments, keep the numbers down from the athletic training room. Things like that. So we're even seeing that at the high school level that yeah. the trainers do it. They're they, having yeah, they're to schedule doing... appointments for players. And then the two charter planes encourage. They used to do one large large plane. Now right. they're encouraging to take two, maintain distance. <sighs> Must have one seat in between them, which a lot of the airports are doing that. Um. They're spending some money on two planes. <laughs> yeah, they're only allowing 70 non-players yeah. to join each traveling party. That count includes coaches, medical officials, and other essential staff. Yeah. And then the last one is private planes on standby. That's pretty smart. Yeah. I can see that. Just just in case so there's a, uh, a reported COVID symptom or test, they can be isolated, and then they can get back to where they need to home on a private jet. But – I'm not going to be that pilot, but like, sorry, bro. <laughs> Sucks for you. You're going to be here on your own now. Nah, I mean, that's, I mean, like I said, they're getting things out there that are, you know, pretty smart about that. You know? Right. I mean, that's essential. You've got to have some backup plans. You've got to have plan B, plan C, plan D. I mean, you've got to have a multitude of different avenues of travel. If there does, you know, if there's a time there is a, rampant outbreak you've got to have something in place so that you know what to do and these these guys are professionals nfl has a bukus of money they're going to be able to implement any strategy that they want to implement and have anything ready to go and with having those private jets ready to go i mean that's that's another thing that i mean it's a it's necessary i don't i don't see anything wrong with it especially when you have that many people traveling at once yeah so let's dive into the week one nfl matchups now we won't go beyond week one since we're we're approaching week one i want to i want to touch on all the games that are that are going to be well i don't here's the thing i don't know about y'all if y'all saw the game against texas state and um in smu Mm -hmm. man there was a hell of a catch by texas state wide receiver probably one of the best catches i've seen one-handed went up grabbed it came down on his ass and touched down like that, it was. In, I was like, "Wow, you know, this is why. It's why you need sports." <laughs> it was nice to see, wasn't it? Yeah, yes, to it see was, some exciting good, highlights that aren't good. a year old. Yeah, it was. Yeah, good man, I, I agree. So, that was awesome. That was something that uh, I was. I was man. I was excited about. So yeah, and you, hopefully this week and weekend we see a ton of highlights on the NFL side and then on the college football side. But you know, on Thursday we have the Chiefs and Texans. And this weekend we've got the Falcons and Seahawks, Ravens and Browns, yeah. Bills and Jets, Raiders at Panthers, Bengals versus the Chargers, Lions versus the Bears. That'll be an ugly one. Colts at the Jaguars, 
and the Rams versus the Cowboys, and they're picking the, the Rams probably to beat the Cowboys. How do you feel about this? Week one, first game. Fuck, man. Go Cowboys. Go Cowboys. Hey, we're going to take that one, brother. I, I agree. I think we're going to be ready to go. Vikings versus the Packers. Patriots versus the Dolphins. It's going to be interesting to see Cam Newton suit up and go out there as the, you know, the number one and uh, orchestrate that offense and see what he can do. Yeah, he's he's driven to prove a lot of haters wrong, a lot of uh, doubters and naysayers. He's, he's really motivated. So we, we'll see if it translates to the field. I don't know. I'd like to see it happen, but the Saints versus the Buccaneers, 49ers versus the Cardinals, Eagles at Washington, the Washington football team, that is, Broncos versus the Titans, and Steelers at the Giants. So that is the full onslaught of games this weekend, starting on Thursday. And we will be glued to the TV because we have fantasy rosters that that we need to uh set before thursday and we've got to watch all these games to see how our players do that's going to be exciting to keep up with too. i'm winning this year damn it are I'm, you i'm winning this year i don't care what y'all say i guess we'll see i need that money i guess and yep i need it <laughs> well anyway. you know what are we what's the total winning amount again are we up to like 500 dollars or something like, like that? that yeah well the big money there's going to be some play, some breakout players that come out of nowhere, like every year, and it's going to be interesting to watch. I mean, when you're a part of a fantasy football league, all your attention are on all the games, all the stats. You're logging into ESPN, NFL.com, and you're trying to figure out who's doing what, who's winning, which defense is stepping up on that weekend. I mean, it's just it's fun. It's fun to keep up with. So that's our NFL spiel, and now we're going to transfer into college football. What do we got in college football, brother? We've got the Power Five beginning. Finally. Finally, finally, finally. Unless you're really excited on about tonight, you can watch BYU and Navy. They play tonight. Yeah, that might be a good BYU's always. I've always liked to watch BYU. So have I. They've always had a pretty disciplined squad. and. 27 30 year old men play. <laughs> yeah but the thing about it man it's like you know and i'm not trying to talk back down on their on their beliefs or anything like that but it's crazy you know like you know they go and do their mission and then they come back and they're like oh we'll play football and they turn out to be these badasses and they do i mean it's it's just it's they really do. cool man we've seen you know the fcs play in the past couple weeks we've seen group of five teams take the field I'm just ready to see our Power Five compadres go out there and put on a show. The Big Ten, it's still up in the air. I haven't heard anything recently if they're going to come to a decision, but I think they're far further away from a decision than making one now. I've heard that they they have uh, an opportunity to start around Thanksgiving. However, I've I've heard that the Pac-12, they have not made any strides closer to buttoning down a season. So if, if anyone's going to play that, that was originally not planning on playing in the beginning, it's going to be the Big Ten, which it could be within the next couple months. How do you feel about the Big Ten starting their season in November? I don't, I don't think so. I think that's stupid. Just call it as it is. You, I, call it off, I mean, wait till the spring. If you're going to be a contender, you got to get on board with everybody else when we start, which is this weekend, and they're not going to be on board. So I don't legitimately believe that they can be considered a uh, you know playoff contender if they're going to start late, late in the season. You know, I think they jumped the gun on calling the season to begin with and postponing it. Don't you? Yep. I mean. Just, I mean, to start that late, it just, I don't, I don't see why. Just wait until the spring, call it that it is. I mean, I know they want to try to come back, but just like you already called it off. You, I mean, and then what happens? Then they say, oh well, now we can't do it. You know, it's like on and off, on and off, on and off. You know, they just can't make up, up your mind. mind. Yeah. It's, a, it's a dumpster fire for sure. Yeah. And a lot of the parents, players are so upset. And you know, there was even 
speculation of Justin Fields going back to Georgia. I know he, he appeared and walked through campus one day during a, a scrimmage, and everybody was so excited, but I don't see him leaving Ohio State. I think they're really going to push for them to start their season, and, and they, it will happen, but it's going to happen later. And it may happen in February. It may happen in January, or it may happen in December or November from what I've heard, but who knows. that They need to join the party, even if it is late, but I still don't think that you can legitimately consider them a playoff contender this year. I mean, even though they've got some of the best teams in the nation with Ohio State, who knows about Michigan? They're so damn up and down all the time. You know, you've got Wisconsin, you've got Minnesota. Nebraska could have a decent year, but Ohio State's still headlining that conference no matter what. But we have uh, – there's some contenders here to go through. Who do you, who do you think – will make the college football playoff this year, Aaron. Who would you choose to be your top four if you had to choose? You know, to put Bama and Clemson, of course. Yeah. Uh, From the Big 12, I mean, OU's always there. And that fourth spot, I just don't know. That's always a – that top – that last spot's a tough one. That's, I mean – You think there would be two SEC teams? Maybe a Georgia and Alabama – they're probably or Georgia and Florida. It I mean, probably will be, but uh, who knows? I mean, that's a tough spot. Unless just like I said, unless there's just something that tremendously changes. But I don't know. Yeah, just, in Notre Dame, you know, playing in the S- no, ACC, wouldn't it be uh, comical and hilarious if, if Notre Dame went and won the conference this year? Uh, the one time they're in a conference, and they go and win it. Well, still. They, That's going to give them even more Even if you win the conference, they still haven't won the damn – they can't win a championship. Right. But it would still validate their argument that, hey, we want to be independent. We deserve to be independent. If they go and win a conference championship this year, like it just proves like, okay, we can do it. So we're okay. We're okay with being where we are being an independent. But, I mean, it would be cool to see Notre Dame and Clemson in a conference championship. How likely do you think that will happen? I mean, since they're playing the same conference, it's very likely. But for them to make it to the end, you know, Clemson's always going to be there. But a lot of people have a lot of faith in Notre Dame this year. They do. You got to have faith because they're Catholic. I mean, they've got (laughs) Ian Books coming back for a senior year. They've got a couple of really good linemen. Was that guy's name? Uh, Hainsley and and Inchberg. I mean, they have a combined 115 starts. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, they're a talented team, and at worst, they're the second-best team in the ACC. So they're always going to be a contender. I can see maybe Auburn stepping up this year and becoming a contender. Uh, Auburn, you know, that's Auburn, I mean, they're always a great team too. I mean, they just – like I said, that SEC West is just tough, man. It's a tough division. It is, and, and you know, they've got to take down Alabama – this year like they did last year to even be considered to be in the conversation. They've got to run the gamut through the SEC, which is a gauntlet. It's it's really a difficult, difficult conference, the best conference in the, in the nation, which if you go undefeated through the SEC this year, which they're all playing, you know, 10, 10 SEC games, and they deserve – you deserve a playoff spot. Even, even if you lose the SEC championship, I think you still, I don't know, may have a chance to make the college football playoff this year. And then you've got, you know, Oklahoma State's one of those teams, one of our Big 12 friends that is set to have a huge year. They could have a huge year and win the conference this year and maybe go even further. I could really see Oklahoma State being one of those sleeper teams to get into the college football playoff. They do. I mean, they've always been the sleeper, you know. But I think this year they're going to make some noise, I feel like. Definitely. I mean, Tylen Wallace is coming back, who's the, arguably the best receiver in the nation. you got Spencer Sanders with a year under his belt. And then you've got Chuba Hubbard, who rushed for over 2,000 yards last year. He's the 16th best rushing season in FBS history. And he, I think he had like 21 touchdowns. So the guy is a beast. They're going to be able to run the ball, throw the ball all over the field. Their defense is supposed to be much improved. So I can very much see Oklahoma State winning the conference and possibly coming into Norman this year and beating Oklahoma, which I hate to say that as a Sooner fan, but 
you never know what can happen in Bedlam. It's such such a crazy game. I just want to see Oklahoma State take down Texas because I think that those that's the game that may decide the conference championship. <clears throat> I, don't I don't care. I want to see Texas Tech take everybody down, damn it. And I want to see my Sooners take everybody down too. We don't care. Shut up. But you know what? I, Tech, they announced what – when was this? A f- it was recently – that uh that that transfer quarterback from Utah State is eligible to play immediately. The NCAA granted him eligibility. What do you think about him competing against um, Bowman for the starting? I think job? Bowman, man. I mean, it just yeah, Bowman's a good quarterback. But like I said, I mean, we we put. I mean, I think we put all of our eggs in the basket with him, and then when he gets injured, that's you know that's it. We, I mean. I just it's time for you know somebody to give him a challenge and actually have a decent backup or somebody you know just ready you know it, it, it we've in the in the past tech has been able to have a backup quarterback come in and be okay and you know but lately we we haven't Duffy tried but they just I don't think they really worked with him you don't think so like no. he was he was a weird style quarterback you know he was not the typical air raid throw it all over the field type of guy he had some good good legs he could move around could make people miss but he wasn't the stand in the pocket pick people apart type of guy but this utah state guy didn't he play for wells at utah state i don't know i can't remember or maybe he recruited him who knows uh I, i don't know i can see i can see tech really making some noise in the big 12 this year They've got – I think they got a transfer linebacker too from like Arizona or something, and something he was like, like one of the best linebackers in the Pac-12 yeah. last year. So they, they've got – they always do a good job of getting, you know, the talent from the JUCO ranks or transfer talent to help them out. And their their defense is always one of the, the units that really doesn't do the, do the best, you know, but – if they can get their defense under control and maybe just create some turnovers throughout the year, they can stay competitive and make a push for the Big 12 championship. Who knows? But, I mean, there's there's going to be a lot of good games on this weekend. I, I don't care if they're playing cupcakes. I, I'm i just happy that they're out there and they're the season's actually beginning. I mean, Tech is playing Houston Baptist. OU is playing Missouri State. Yeah, I think – North Texas was beating the shit out of Houston Baptist last month or on Saturday. I was like, oh, man, that could get ugly. It could get ugly. I mean, man. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So, but like I said, man, we got got games coming up, you know, and I think think, think this weekend will be a good weekend for, you know, all the, the college ball coming up because I think, these guys, like, I mean, who knows what can happen in the season? And, I mean, you need to play balls to the walls on this, you, you know? You do. You, it doesn't matter. You play like you have nothing to lose. Yeah, because, shit, I mean, who knows when they can just say, well, season's done, boys, you know? Right. I mean, so, this is the beginning, and, and we don't have a lot of great games on this weekend, but – we do have football, and you know what? That's all that matters. You have Syracuse at North Carolina. Maybe that'll be decent. You've got uh, UTSA down there in San Antonio at Texas State. We saw a little bit of Texas State already. Arkansas State at Kansas State. Uh, Clemson at Wake Forest. Uh, Houston Baptist at Texas Tech, like we said before. UTEP at Texas. Marshall at East Carolina, which has been postponed. I don't know when that's going to be. Uh, played, but um, I think the best game this weekend is Tulsa at Oklahoma State. Kind of a little bit of a rivalry there. They're really close to one another, and Tulsa's no slouch. You know, but they, Oklahoma State. You don't think Texas and UTEP gonna be a good game, huh? Not at all. No, I think I think UTEP, Tulsa at Oklahoma State UTEP is the best won game this weekend, man. Yeah, but I don't know. That's okay. I've been watching my Red Raiders at home. What about Duke at Notre Dame? I think that's going to be always a hell of a game, man. Duke's always—I mean, they're kind of Duke. Duke football has actually been getting good, man. So 
we, I, I'll be really happy to see a good game off of that one. Yeah. I think Baylor and Louisiana Tech, That's that should be a decent one. Should be, yeah. I mean, North Carolina, Syracuse, that'd be a good mm-hmm. one. I mean – Man, North Carolina, I just feel like they're a sleeping I giant. I mean, there's a, like I said, there's a, yes, there's those couple warm-up games, but at the same time, there's still some pretty – it's a pretty good lineup right now for this week in which – you know, because even uh, SMU and TC were supposed to play on Friday night, but they got postponed. But, but uh, you know, it just – it happens. It happens. It's going to happen, and, and that's why they're um, implementing these bye weeks, these several bye weeks in yeah. the season, so – Flexibility can be an, an option for Look, these if you, teams. If you want to see, man, you got the U. You got the U playing. Who they play? Third, they play UAB. Oh, okay. So, all right. You know, maybe get back to the old school, old school ways of Miami. Everyone so, wants to see Miami be good. I don't really give a shit, but yeah, a lot of people are well, Miami because you're not, because you're not closet fans. Hey, Sooner yeah. fan. Through and through. Through and through. God kiss my sister. No, that's Arkansas, bro. They do it Or too. Tech. They do it, too. Yeah, they do it down there in Lubbock. No, they don't. Swap Red we Raider just, rash. We just get the rash. Get the rash. I want to kiss. Highest STD per yeah. capita in the state of Texas and the nation. Mm. Have fun with that one. Rejects. Anyway. Whatever. A little news out of the Big 12. The Big 12 football conference as a whole. They have announced its football game cancellation threshold, which the minimum number of players required to play a game has been set at 53. The number is based on the entire roster, including all scholarships and walk-on players. So, additional minimum thresholds of available players were also established for offensive linemen, which is seven interior defensive linemen, four and quarterback one teams falling below any of those benchmarks based on game week test results could still elect to play as scheduled if they desired. Otherwise upon arrival by the commissioner, the game would be declared a no contest if it cannot be moved to a later date. So we're finally seeing some ironed out, set in stone parameters around how many players you can have suit up and play in a game and how many reserves and, and, and what will happen if there comes an instance where the game cannot be played and it cannot be moved, calling it a no contest. How do you feel about this? I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know how to feel about it, Green. Mm. Well, like we said before, I mean, yeah, with I mean, the bye weeks they're implementing, it's going to provide some some rescheduling if possible. Yeah, I mean, I mean that that's that's a good thing. It is. I just, I mean, if they don't have enough players to compete, those games can be moved to those bye weeks, and things can be moved around. Yeah, I mean, it's there. It's there. It's just, I don't know. They're just fifty-three man roster. I just, I just hope nothing happens. You know, that's all thing I, you know, I, I like to say about that. You know, uh, I mean, I know there's going to be some issues here and there, but I don't, you know, I don't, I just don't want to see anything happen. You know, with anybody. You know, even on college football. I mean, I know there's going to be some cases and things like that. There will but, be. You know, there will be cases pop up. It's just, I just, I hope that. Hope the teams do the best they can exactly. to, to keep everybody safe leading up to the game, and actually doing their best to make the the game actually be played and happen. Because I'm going to be bummed out if October 31st Tech and OU can't play one another because Tech has all these players test for Raider Rash and oh, it throws off the entire game, Shut and we have to fuck. postpone. You know. Uh. Sorry, you know. Trash talking begin. Let's let it. Let's yeah, let it go. Yeah, I mean, at least when I was sitting there at the the damn hospital waiting for my sister to have my own baby. <laughs> <laughs> wow, sick ass motherfucker. <laughs> but you got. I mean, you want the the tech and Texas game to happen week two. Everybody wants to see that. 
That's right, baby. I just I hope none of this crap derails any of those like primetime big games throughout the season because it's going to suck when you have your hopes up. You get your hopes up. You waited all week to see the game, and then bam. It's been canceled, and they're having to postpone it and move it to a later date and declare it a no contest, whatever they're doing. It's going to suck, man. It's going to suck big time. It is. I mean, there's no way around it. But at least they've come out with this threshold cancellation template, you know, to to wrap around the season. At least there's guidelines now that we can look forward to and, and expect moving forward. In other news, you know, we've heard that the Big Ten, the Pac-12 may play in the spring. So that's always a possibility. But the Football Oversight Committee has recommended an eight-game spring season for conferences that have opted out of the fall season. So that that includes the Pac-12, the Big Ten. The season would feature 15 practices over 29 days and would be completed by April 17th. So... That's the proposed recommendation is this eight-game spring season, which is really short. They're going to try to you know rapidly speed it up and have a season within probably February to April. I don't know. I don't see any point in having a spring season because you have such a quick turnaround to the summer, then to training camp, then the fall. Like especially if you're a high profile player and you're you're you have a high draft grade, I don't see any reason to participate in a spring season to put yourself at risk for the draft and having to start your rookie season in the fall and have all these miles on you already in the same year, calendar year. I mean, I don't I don't think it's practical. How do you feel about the spring season happening? It's gonna be there. I mean, I feel like it's it it can work out. I feel like it can. It's just gonna be. I don't. I mean, it's it's like okay, we're about to enter a fall. See the big, you know, Big Twelve, ACC, and then we get to spring, and we're like, okay, now we're about to see Pac, uh, Pac Twelve, Pac, you know, Big Ten, and other conference. It's just like I said. It let it just be this, you know, this year, you know, or this. You know, you know, this school year, you know what I'm saying? The yeah. 2021, let it just let it be and let it be the way it is. And then hopefully in 2021, then the fall, we can get back to normal. You know, I think, I, I, I just think the spring, like I said, the spring, I don't know. That would be pretty cool. Be like, hey, well, we should just play in the spring. It would be cool to see, <laughs> but, but like, but, but at the same yeah. time, nothing beats you know, for you know, especially in us and us as teachers, our you know, our schedule is built where, whenever we get to that that to our Christmas break, man, it's bowl season. We get to sit around, drink beer, and watch bowl season. Exactly. Know? And then when we get to spring break, we get to sit around, drink beer, and watch the uh, the basketball. We get to watch March Madness. <laughs> I mean, it would be weird just to have football during March Madness. Yeah. yeah, it would be very strange. I just I don't see it happening. I think if these teams are going to opt out from the fall, I don't see them putting together a season in the spring. I think it could be a disaster. But hell, they want to go for it, go for it. I don't see how they would even determine a champion with everybody else already played yeah, their season. And that's the thing. It's it's the whole championship thing. It's just going to be, like I said, I, and I hate saying it. It's just going to be an asterisk. It well, is I mean, when, when you look at the, the history of the college football playoff from 2014 to now, there's, there's regularly only a few teams that are in heavy rotation of participating in the playoff. You've got Oklahoma, who's been there four times. You've got Alabama, Clemson. You've got Ohio State. You've got, um, I mean, Michigan State was there that one year. Notre Dame was there that one year. I mean, there's only a handful of teams that are there on a regular basis. And guess what? They're playing. SEC's playing. The ACC, the Big 12, those conferences are playing, and they're they're the ones that are usually there in the playoffs. So I don't really feel like there's going to be as big of an asterisk because we don't expect much from the Pac-12. The only – team out of the Big Ten that we expect to make it to the playoff is Ohio State. Yeah, well, don't forget which, about Oregon. Come on. I mean, no, I don't think they're there yet. I said don't forget about them. Well, you know you like They them. had a chance. If you can, you would get all their jerseys too. I mean, they, they, won the, they did. They won the Pac-12 last year. They, they knocked out oh, uh, Utah. 
if Utah would have just taken care of business, they would have been in, which, you know, just subsequently put Oklahoma in there, which didn't really belong in there last year. They weren't, they didn't have the caliber of a team to compete for a championship last year. Defensively, they did get better, but you know, you can't compete with, with those top teams when you don't have an elite defense. So, yeah, exactly. But that's something to think about everybody. Think about the spring. Let us know how you feel about it. Aaron, what's our very last topic of conversation? Oh man, you know, just this dude, man, he just he rubs me off the wrong way. You know, I just but this week I just had to laugh at his ass because oh uh Josh Rosen. Oh my like he got cut from he got cut from the Dolphins. And then you know, the the Buccaneers picked him up as a as a practice squad quarterback. Okay. You know, I just remember whenever he got drafted, I just remember on his interview, you know, just saying that there were were 10 teams that made the big mistake not taking him and all this shit. (laughs) Oh, and this guy, he just, he just draws me the wrong way. I'm like, I'm like, okay, cool, man. Like you talk all this shit, how you're a good, a good quarterback, great quarterback. Okay. You're a practice quarterback. You're a practice squad quarterback. You you're there, okay, cool, man. But yet, why why would you? I don't get why he still made that statement. Whenever he just got, he barely got drafted. I mean, I mean, I don't know. I just <laughs> I don't think he's very good. I mean, he's trying to convince these teams that he's no. He's like I think he sucks, man. Better than average quarterback, which he's not. He, he got the dick nose. <laughs> and I every time I look at him, I start laughing. Well, I look at that dick nose on him, but. I just, God, man, he just, he just, I just remember in his interview just saying, you know, y'all made 10 mistakes, and I'm like, man, screw you, dude, like. He needs to just shut his freaking mouth and go out there and put his head down and get to work and prove everybody to everybody that he's an above average or average quarterback in this league, which we don't see it. I don't see it to see him being an at best average quarterback. He's, he's not very efficient when he's under center <laughs> to say the least the guy uh he he just needs to shut his mouth i agree man so but i just oh man i just i just get to that point man where you know just arrogant i mean it's okay to be arrogant and to be a badass but when you're arrogant and you suck <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <It> just <laughs> right and the perfect example is that like baker mayfield last year he was yeah. arrogant he was he was really full of himself and he he understood that he crossed the line into that oh, arrogance that, realm and he needed to bring himself back down that, to earth and he he actually noticed that hey i need to just shut my mouth and get to work put yeah. my head down and get better just you know just like john you know johnny football man you know yeah i mean it just I mean, with well, with with you know Johnny Football, man, he just his was arrogant and then being a straight up dumbass too. You know, oh, yeah. not caring I about mean, yeah, his future. He, yeah, that I mean, he just he really f- screwed up a lot on himself, man. It you know it just I don't know. I just I thought that would be pretty funny to end the the number twenty at. Oh, you Josh know? Rosen. So you know, I'm just saying, you know, our podcast, you know, nobody really people need to start listening to us. We're better than fucking you know. All those other podcasts. We saying. are. You need to give us our props. <laughs> nah. We're, we're trying to build an audience, man. We're just having fun with it. And it's only beginning because, you know, we finally have football in our lives, and we're huge football guys. And once yeah. the season starts this week and weekend, it's going to be game on. It was hard to report SMU and Texas State. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but, Shane Bouchelle's out there, uh, still former Texas quarterback. Yeah. That's, I mean, it. that's then, one interesting one. Uh, there was that like one good Arkansas State and Memphis. Yeah, but I think I think Memphis is still one of those sleeper teams too, man. They they've always I, had I think a pretty last, solid this team. last this last year. They they made some upsets, so it's I mean, uh, you know, man, that's the one thing that you know these you know the small conferences, you know the American and all those. I mean, they they can make a little upsets here and there. Oh, the the group of five, so totally, totally, man, and it's going to be exciting to see. The upsets happen again. Yeah. I mean, they happen every year. And, you know, I think, Nick, well, you know, this, the, the whole thing about next week, too, you know, it's just, I know there's going to be a lot of football, but, you know, it, I, I'm used to, like, looking at, when you look at the schedule, it's just a whole damn list. 
You know, and this one's just like, it's like cut in half. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> it is so weird. It, it, that's the weird part, man. Well, maybe they'll put more big 12 games on TV versus well, on ESPN Plus and, and broadcast those games that's, on the but, national stage. But that's the thing. I think big 12 has that contract with the plus. They but do. I think that's, yeah. that's the reason why. So, Well, maybe they'll... If, they're making some negotiations yeah. to have some of those games on like Fox or ABC. Well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there'll be some, but you know what? But you want majority of them, and I, I get that. Yeah. Right. Well, man, it's been a great twentieth episode. Can't believe we've gotten a twenty. It's a milestone we've been wanting to reach for a while. <sighs> Guys, it's been great. Like I said, be ready for next week when we get another show going. We'll have a lot of good updates. You know, we'll see the the gay uners play some Montana State shit. Maybe they'll get together and kiss each other's sisters. <laughs> Shut up, dude. <laughs> Oklahoma's going to annihilate yeah. Missouri State. Is it Missouri State? Or was, I thought it was Montana State. I don't know. Missouri State. And okay. They're going to they're gonna kill him, and you're going to see Spencer Rattler having a you know coming out party, and he's going to have a great game. I have faith in my Sooners. I just think next year is our year. I think we, we've got a, a few things to iron out. We've got a lot of injured players, players opting out. So this season could go could go eight and two, could go nine and one. We'll see. Could go ten and zero. Well, let's just hope I have that, faith. Let's just hope that we can get that many games in. I, I hope know. so. I really do. I pray and hope that we have we can finish the season. At least with some, uh, you know, with what how 2020 has been, just with some hope with this stuff. Right. That we need it. Yeah, if we can get through a season, it'll be a miracle, and we'll be totally excited and happy that, that we can, you know, boast that we've completed a season during yep. one of the worst moments in United States history and the, and the world, for that matter. But thank you guys for listening yes. to Bomb City Locker Room Talk Podcast and tuning in to Locker Room Hype. As always, I am James Fairchild. I'm Aaron Pena. We'll see you guys next week. Stay home, watch some football. Get ready. Later.